They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all. You're good, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages or any age. Uh, welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host this evening, afternoon, day, morning. Maybe you're in the sauna. I don't know, but it's Act 2 Fly, Eric Turbicky, with my trusted partner, my best friend, Balo Aaron Lloyd. How you doing today, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing good. And there's only one person that records or listens to a show in the sauna. We're not going to talk about him. <laughs> yeah, but either way who knows maybe he's tuning in <laughs> who knows he'll, be, he'll, he'll get a kick out of that if he was so we're sitting here early on february uh fresh off the royal rumble um that's obviously one of the hot topics everybody's talking about we're gonna get into the rumble this is gonna be our matt madness uh royal rumble 2022 Review show and with a little bit of AEW chatter. First off, uh, we have a rating system here at the Mad Madness team, um, where it would either be a jobber if it was a show you weren't too fond of, it would be a um, slobber knocker if it's you know somewhere in the middle, something you were fond of, and then it would be a showstopper that'll be pretty much you're going to be your winner, show you love, show you want to take home, show you're going to want to rewatch over and over. So, Aaron, I'm going to let you take it first. What do you rate the show? I thought I'll give it a slobber knocker because, as you know, like my wrestling fandom has died down a bit. So I kind of – I don't get mad anymore. I, I just don't. Like, it takes a lot for me to legit get mad. and Which is something I've always appreciated about you. I think there was definitely a point where I got way mad. I had a mad issue for a while. <laughs> yeah, so – when they do things that I, I don't, when they do things that I wish they did, I'm not gonna get mad. I'm, not, I'm just not. I'm not. I'm gonna take it for what it is. I'm gonna take what what the story they try and tell. But I think the men's Royal Rumble. Well, I'll give it a slobber knocker. But the men's Royal Rumble, I thought it was a, a bit of a disappointment to me personally because the only surprise we actually got was Shane in the entire time. When I thought we would got integrated guys like Braun Breaker and some of these uh, Tommaso Ciampa, some other NXT guys that might be on the call up, call up on their way being phased out of NXT. I thought the women's Royal Rumble, it was decent. Uh, I thought some of the legends that they hyped up, even though they were never really legendary, I thought some of their returns were cut a little bit short. Ivory was the best part of that match. I'm sorry. I I, 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 I might be I, I might be the only person. Out. I don't even think her feet really touched in, in the ring. She came I, in over the top. Man, I'm telling you right now, it, like, we might be, I might be one of the 10 people that liked RTC in 2000 and, and, and right now. It's like, and they'll be perfect for cancel culture today. And I love her coming down there with the slick back and the, the, um, the RTC get up. And she's cutting a promo at that, walking down the ring. I thought that was perfect and perfect. But, and believe it or not, she's 60. Good, good Lord, that woman. I, years I said that. I said that. So, um, for our listeners at home, obviously you know this, but um, I had some plumbing issues this weekend. So I watched the Rumble live from the comfort of a hotel. Um, so first off, I want to get into my rating. For all our longtime listeners, they know uh, I'm very biased when it comes to Rumble. Usually it always falls around my birthday this year. It's the day before my birthday. Um, and as we all know, I usually, I usually watch these events with a cold beverage in my hand this evening. 
several cold beverages, lots of them in my hand. So definitely bias. Uh, I'm going to give it a high, high slobber knocker. I really enjoyed it. Overall, top to bottom, I really enjoyed it. There was, and we'll get into it, but there was some things throughout the show, a lot of little details I really liked. Um, if the men's rumble is what we're going to end with, I don't, they didn't send us home with a happy, like we didn't get the surprises. We didn't get the NXT call-ups, but I still enjoyed it. I like that we got the full play through the event with, you know, Brocken and screwed. And then he comes in like, I understand when people hate that, but it's, it's kind of uncommon. I remember us talking about it. I think it was 2017 when Roman lost, lost the universal title match. And then it, that was the first time ever somebody loses a world title match and shows up in the rumble. So if I'm correct, this is the first time now I know Brock's done this with money in the bank where he just runs in and ends up winning. But Brock runs in at number 30 at a, or after losing the WWE title, wins the Rumble, I'm for it. It's, it's kind of redundant where you have somebody that's already won the Rumble. However, it's been, you know, 20 years since he's won, 20, or 18 years. 19. So 19, yeah, either way, I, I, I enjoyed the show. I, I, was, I was very happy with it. Um, I haven't rewatched um, the men's match. I've actually rewatched the show all the way back with a sober eye. Um, I, I really enjoyed the women's match, the women's rumble, but um, again, yeah, I, I was pretty happy with the show. Yeah, so with those both rumble matches, I thought they were kind of anticlimactic because once you saw Ronda come in and you saw Brock come in, you never went in. And you just brought up one of the things I wanted to bring up because I, 2017 might be the most recent time, but I I hate that idea of like the person losing an entitled match entering the entering the rumble match. Even though like this was justified because he got screwed, but my whole point was like he wasn't advertised. Yeah, and, and that's just something that I, I, just, I just never liked because it was always if you lost the match, like we didn't see you for the rest of the night, unless you were like on a lower card match. Go ahead. So I mean, if you remember from that year when we watched it, like Roman again, he was a babyface. He was getting booed, but it might have been one of his loudest boos. Oh yeah, ever. Yeah, because like, they thought he, he was gonna win. Yeah, so. <sighs> You know, again, with all the years we've had of the Rumble, I'm okay with it if, you know, next year the losers of the WWE title and Universal title, assuming there's two different titles, um, if next year with the 2023 Rumble they lose the match and then they stay in the locker room. If this is if this is something that's kind of like one of a kind, I don't – yes, is this the way I want the Rumble to go? No, not at all. But if it's something that it was kind of like a one-off – and then we're sitting back here reviewing the Rumble at, in 2031, and we're saying, oh, man, remember when Brock did something that nobody else did? Then I don't really got an issue with it. But if it's something that's kind of redundant every year, every other year, we're seeing a loser from one of the world title matches running. I was actually expecting Seth all night to show up in the match. Well, speaking of Seth, I thought him and Roman was excellent. I loved that match. and oh, From start to finish, yeah. it was per- I mean. I, I get it. A lot of people seem very upset that it ends by disqualification, but you really got to – Seth really showed his ass off in the first three quarters of the match, overperforming, outperforming God. I'm sorry for saying it. He was out there <laughs> doing things people just don't make sense to do. Such a heel comes out with the shield entrance and the shield gear. I mean, that, that can't get skipped over. Yeah, and then the thing is, I don't understand why people are really complaining because – DQ is the kind of when you really if you sit down and think about it, DQ is kind of the only really way, only real way to go. Like Uncle Dave was reported all 
for weeks after after day one is that one of the world titles was going to change hands. And last week I talked about it being the WWE Championship. But for something like Rollins and Reigns, you can go back to that any time because Roman's never defeated Rollins. And then plus, for a makeshift feud that you just threw together, DQ is the only way to go. And then the limit... This way it's going to actually mean something if they can... Maybe if we actually have Roman as a face, and then Roman's face and Seth has never beat him, or vice versa. But you got to eventually give Roman that that clean W that he's never got. Yeah, and then the whole thing was basically based off of Seth playing mind game. So Roman choking him out was basically Roman snap finally actually snapping on Seth because Seth was playing these mind games throughout the entire time with a whole with all the Shield stuff. And throughout the match, we saw shades of the Shield like. Ro- Seth even gave him a, sh- a power bomb through the t- through the announce table and kept trying to give him a, a shield. Bomb. Michael Cole all of a sudden calling it a shield bomb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he, fa- he actually did that. So he did a lot of he did a lot of shades of the shield to actually play mind games with Roman. Roman was justified with Roman his choke out. Open his ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's sitting there struggling to breathe, and he tries giving him the pound. Yeah, and then like you said, after the match with the whole beatdown, that's what Seth did to Roman. When they, the shield broke up, so all that was based on storytelling with past stuff within the shield. And I love Owen the, the next night on Raw Center saying he's actually here because he got destroyed the um on two days prior. But Roman and Seth, I thought that match delivered. Uh, Becky and Dewdrop, I thought was really good too for opposite for opposites match. And I thought that was really good. And Brock and Lashley, it was. I said Lashley would have won. But that was really the only way you could actually actually end that match with Roman interfering the match to continue that feud. I tell you what, I don't think I predicted it this way on the show, but I figured I didn't think it was going to be Paul getting involved. I thought it would just be clean Roman uh, coming in and screwing Brock. Either way, uh, I, I thought it was great. It was exciting. It was, and again, Roman's supposed to be a bad guy, but it was exciting when he came out and he hit that spear. I mean, it was. It was very enjoyable. I felt like I got my uh, my dollar's worth because I popped. I popped when he came out, and I was I was enjoying the match. I, I also very much wanted to see Bobby Lashley won. Yeah, we didn't get a show out or really talk about it, so it was basically glossed over after day one ish. But the whole thing of like Heyman just coming back to Brock like like nothing ever happened was something that we kind of just threw under the rug. And I said. Brock gave Bobby a lot of offense, and like you can actually see, like if these guys have another match down the road, that this is actually could be really good with an actual yeah. finish without interference. And we're going, like I said, we're going to get them in the chamber. Brock's first time in the chamber, so I'm sure that'll be fun. And Brock's probably going to end up going to WrestleMania to challenge Roman Reigns as well. I'm interested to see where they go with Brock in the chamber and how they actually book that. But the real, the, yes, exactly. Sorry to cut you off. But the real question is, how do they broke Brock to lose the chamber? Yeah, unless Roman comes down again and interferes, but I, I, I can't, I can't really see that happen. I, don't, I can't, I can't even see why they put Brock in the in the chamber because you could, but you could easily just had him face Roman at Saudi Arabia, at, and it um, was yeah, well, limit at the pay per view, which is in Saudi Arabia, but they didn't the go that time, way. At the same time, it's almost like the like Brock coming out on Monday in rest, in ring gear. Like, how uncommon is that? Mm-hmm. His in this past ten years with him back, I think he had one, maybe two matches on Raw, or they weren't even. I don't even know if they were. They matches. weren't matches. He came out for one match, and that was, but it never happened. And that was when he tried to face uh, Seth. Henry, Seth. Seth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
I think he did have something against either like Mark Henry though. Mark Henry or Big Show. I think there was like one thing, like one time against one of them, and he just whooped them outside of the ring. The match never actually took place. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know if he did. It was like cut off sleeves and track pants. Either way, I do like that they're doing the the chamber in Saudi Arabia because it's kind of interesting. It almost makes you. You know they try to they almost try to give you that one swerve every time they go there and do do something that throws you throws you for throws you for a loop. Obviously, you know we we saw the Fiend years ago win the Universal Title in Saudi Arabia, and we we Shawn Michaels only post uh, retirement match in Saudi Arabia. So I don't know. I'm actually interested. I might want to tune in and actually see this. Yeah, because especially after the last sort of pay-per-view was actually one of the better shows they put on all year and yeah, the guys in this yeah and the guys in this match are really good and I'm really interested to see where they go I'm looking forward to it so overall any other thoughts from the rumble um no I don't really have anything I, that was that that was just about everything I had like I said a little disappointed because we didn't get a couple things in the men's rumble it was pretty lackluster not a lot of surprises as we like to see or, or people that I wanted to see in it the internet was in an uproar because Finn Balor and Cesaro weren't, weren't even in it and Shout out to Cesaro all I can think about is his new elite coming out <laughs> yeah me too and then you know, they said the only thing that I could really say bad about it was anti anticlimactic nothing well to completely not move away from the Rumble, obviously we're getting a little bit into you know the Elimination Chamber with the main event for the WWE title is already announced. Uh, one thing you did mention, out of the 30 contestants for the Men's Rumble, there was only one surprise. One, Shano Mack. Seems to be a hot topic in the sheets, and I'd love to get your thoughts before I give my unbiased thoughts, unless you want me to go first, but rumor has it, Daddy fired his son. The prodigal <laughs> son has been let go from World Wrestling Entertainment, and I, I don't know really what to make of this. Neither do I. I, I don't know all the details. That they keep saying that Shane tried to book himself too strong in the Rumble, but that's the only thing that's really come out about it, and I just don't really know what to think of it. The best part has been the whole uh, the whole Shane bought the split screen of Shane, but when Shane bought WCW. At the, with the simulcast, that's been the best part about this is showing Shane on Dynamite. But other than that, I don't really have much to think about it because I was like, what's, what's all the details? Everything's not out yet. So, okay, again, for the longtime listeners, Aaron has been a diehard wrestling fan for the majority of his life and has never strayed away from the product. I myself did for about six, seven years. And when Shane left the company in the late 2000, pre-2010 era, I was not a fan. So were you reading sheets at the time? Did you know he was leaving the company? Did you know why? Did you know what was going on? Did you know what the uh, power struggle was? Um, And what was your thoughts then? I I know on TV, Shane and Stephanie were kind of running the show at the time. And I know Steph, I'm almost positive this is what happened. That Stephanie said, I got it. And then that's when Shane kind of just went off and went off went away. For the most part, it, like it wasn't like a, a huge angle or whatever. It's kind of just like Steph, Stephanie essentially saying, "I'm paraphrasing a bit, but I got it. You can go on TV," and that was about it. And then he did his other business ventures, and we didn't see him again for t- till 2016. Okay, so 2016 to fast forward. So again, I, I wasn't there when Shane left the company, 
And while I try to catch up for the first three years of becoming a fan again, I saw a little bit of his stuff, you know, him teaming with his dad and uh, feuding against DX, some of the, the other stuff that happened. But then I'm noticing he's not there for a while. 2011 goes through, he's not there. 12, 13, 14, 15. And I'm still just wondering, whatever happened to Shane? 2016 comes, one of the greatest returns ever, Shane McMahon returns. Shane returns, and we see him in several matches. He has the WrestleMania 32, Hell in the Cell with Taker. A year later, we see him in a match with AJ Styles, which some might argue is underrated. It oh, yeah, for was sure. One of the matches that may have stole the show. Um, I, the whole time, never got sour on Shane. Because one thing in wrestling, I always, and again, I, I, I go back to the beginning of this show when you're mentioning, you know, you don't, you don't let things make you upset. My biggest uh, pet peeve with wrestling fans is they love stuff to get them upset. <laughs> like, I, I don't get the time or energy. I'm, I'm just trying to enjoy it, ride the wave. So one thing I always try to do, especially when wrestling is supposed to take my mind off of everything in the real world that does piss me off, stress me off, stress me out, is let me just enjoy it. And if I don't like it, eh, okay, cool. Maybe next week, maybe in two nights when I watch this different show, maybe it'll, it'll appease me. But Shado Man coming back, and he's there for a year and a half, and everyone's now starting to get sour. And I'm just like, don't we remember? He wasn't here for a while. We hated what he wasn't here. So I'm not going to write him off. So, you know, he he turned heel. We, he had fun with Elias at FTR, and I thought that was comical. I thought it was comical. Hey, we were just talking about Saudi Arabia, and he went out there, and he became the best in the world. But I, I don't know what the whole thing is. Um if I wanted like all time fantasy book and don't know if it's true. And you're, you know, me and you were just laughing about the gifts about the simulcast and him showing up in dynamite. I would love to see him. I mean, he, I know he's in his early fifties, but like, what's he going to do going to another company? Does that make sense? But if somebody would throw him some stupid money to like <laughs> one day, money. he's on payroll for his dad. And then one day his dad says, yo, get the hell out. Or I'm sorry, get the F out. This ain't the fed. This is entertainment. And you're not entertaining me. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how unrealistic that is. I mean, I feel like it's more realistic to see Shane somewhere than next year, this year, or anytime we see somebody from AEW open WWE's Forbidden Door because it's only open to UFC for real, for real. <laughs> or NWA. <laughs> yes. Oh, but, oh, oh, one more thing about a, um, the whole Rumble thing. Mickey James made every second of her entrance count. I had to throw that out there. I, she, she made sure I, you saw that belt. <laughs> Did Shinsuke come out with the IC title? Shinsuke, yes. Because I, I believe he's the only other person that came out with the belt. Uh, and Gable and Otis did, too. Oh, did it? Okay, yeah. perfect. Priest did it. Rare, Priest did it. This is a rare year. Well, then also the, the women's tag champions did not No, they, come they didn't. No. Like... And Charlotte didn't come out with the SmackDown women's. I don't believe so. Typically, me is the biggest belt mark in the world. People never bring their strap with them for the Rumble. I remember Wade in multiple Rumbles as IC champion didn't bring it. 2016, Ambrose, IC champ, didn't bring it. I remember I was marking out. I was hoping he was going to beat Triple H. I'm like, this is the first time ever the IC champ's going to win the Rumble. It's nuts. It's nuts. But, yes, I really and I, I really appreciate that Mickey did get her entrance worth, had her uh, Impact theme song, theme, uh, Impact Titan Tron, and got to sh- uh, show off the belt. So mm-hmm. shout out to Mickey James. 
So, yeah, I mean, uh, Shane, do you think there's any sliver of a chance we see him anywhere outside of WWE in the wrestling world? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Absolutely not. Well, moving moving on outside of this side of the simulcast, let's head down down south to Jacksonville. Um, Dynamite was last night, and there was two main segments I just wanted to chit-chat with you about. One being John Moxley came back. He had uh, he had a scheduled match with Brian Kendrick, which um, I thought he actually was only booked because on our most recent episode we did a nice, beautiful shout out to the cruiserweight division, which Brian Kendrick was a part of through his full duration, and he was a champion in 2016. The Matt Madness rub continues. Tony Khan listens to the episode, calls Brian Kendrick, books him, but then. The floodgates of cancel culture reopen. He's no longer booked. Uh, they pull him from the card. You go to get, get some of the match. Willer Yudo, I don't know his name. Best friends know me uh, from Philadelphia, unfortunately. He gets um, smashed by Moxley. He did have a much better showing than his first match uh, prior to Moxley's sabbatical. After the match, Brian Danielson comes out, confronts Moxley, which we all think this is going to lead into a new feud. Daniel Bryanson opens his arms and says, hey, I'm not here to challenge you. I think we can run this whole place. I could be TNT champ. You could be world champ. Let's be the tag champs together. We could do whatever we want together. It's a lot going on here. I'm, I'm not making you make your choice right now. Uh, before I get your thoughts on it, one little thing that kind of – once I woke up this morning – I had my second cup of coffee. I started running through my head. I wonder, because this promo had to already be scheduled, I wonder if for some reason, because Brian Danielson does make uh, does allude to, um, again, um, Willer Yuta. Uh, he says something about, you know, this guy's running around with clowns. He's out here with Orange, Can- uh, Orange Cassidy, Dan Housen. But what if he was learning from us? I do wonder, because of Brian Danielson's prior relationship with Brian Kendrick, if he was supposed to be part of this promo and say, my history with Brian Kendrick, he could be part of this too. I don't know. That, it, that's just kind of a little outside of the box I was thinking. But what do you think about this promo? What do you think about the idea of this going south for Brian and we get Brian versus Mox? What do you think about a possible tag team with Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley? Well, when you told me to watch this, and I started to watch it. It kind of took a, a turn for me because I didn't know what to expect because I heard him talking about us teaming up. I was like, oh, wait, but Brian's been kind of like in the corner basically teasing a few with Mox this entire time. So yes. I did enjoy the promo because it's typical Brian Danielson because he's basically, you know, he's basically essentially a shooter at this shooter as a wrestler. And he's making, making fun of the parody and the parody characters that they have, like a dinosaur and uh, stuff like that. And he's like, what if we got... Dante Martin, what if we got this guy? Like all these talented guys that are actually great in the ring and actually took over this place and even got a jab at Sammy Guevara. He's more famous for vlogging instead of wrestling. So I thought I that was so I thought it was actually good for actually trying to get some guys. Millennial and, Cowboy. <laughs> that's what it was, Millennial Cowboy. And I thought it was pretty cool that he kind of wanted to recruit Mox and kind of basically get back to business of wrestling and getting rid of everybody else and basically trying to become AEW's two-man power trip at that at this I, point. I love it. I was thinking the same thing you're going out there with the two-man power trip. Thought. Um, I thought Moxley's facials during the whole pro- promo was really good. It gave me 
and I, I hate to WWE mark it out, but it gave me vibes of when Seth was babyface and he was originally trying to, the first time he was trying to get the fist bump back to bring the shield back together and Ambrose kept leaving the ring. I was sitting there because like the facials Moxley was showing is nothing we've seen on his face in AEW at all. So I enjoyed it because it, it gave me it gave me fond memories. So, uh, with the prospect of Moxley and, and uh, Moxley and Bryanson uh, tagging, that's something we're gonna have to just see as it unfolds. But the main event we saw in live in Chicago, hometown CM Punk go one on one with MJF. CM Punk wins in a losing effort. Um, with a little bit of help from Wardlow, a little bit of help from a illegal choke, and a little bit of help from the three-time Dynamite <laughs> ring. So what was your thoughts on the match? Well, I caught the, the, the latter half of it. Um, I thought it was interesting because the whole Wardlow thing, they keep teasing that. I think Pinnacle, I, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but Pinnacle seems to be on, seems to be on and off like three weeks at a time. <laughs> is that just me? No, that's so AEW's got a weird thing with their factions. Anything that's like anything really more than two, you have a hard time getting them all, all on camera. And I really think that has a lot to do with COVID. I mean, Death Triangle is one of like the first like threesomes they put together outside of Inner Circle. And then when COVID hit, you never really saw all three of them together. And with Pox Travel, you still got that issue. We haven't we never really see Inner Circle together. Pinnacle is great. I love the Pinnacle, but with Wardlow like been teasing for so long that he's turning face, it's like okay, well, Inner Circle is really gonna have that long tenure, and Pinnacle is gonna be ending really short because Wardlow's, I guess, turning face at some point. But I, I absolutely love FTR with MJF. Uh, poor Sean Spears. They have no idea what they're doing. Oh yeah, he, he's awful. Because because like the reason I'm asking is because it's like you'll see. FTR and Tully, and then you won't see Sean Spears forever, and then you'll, you'll, you're always going to see MJF, but he's specifically only with Wardlow. So you never really see him together as a unit, except when he jobbed out the punk a couple few weeks ago. Sean Spears jobbed out the punk. You see Sean Spears has basically been uh, the valet for Wardlow, for Wardlow doing squashing people. Crowd's been eating it up. He beats an enhancement talent or low people in the card. And then after the match is over, Sean Spears comes in and usually cracks him with the chair. Mm-hmm. So he tries to, you know, make himself look good. He just beats some guy that's already, you know, destroyed. Yeah, but as far as the whole thing goes, like, I'm shocked they gave this away on TV. I thought we weren't even going to get this match at all. I thought it would have been some shenanigans. You but- know, not to cut you off, what I really think it is, I, I, I'm not surprised at shenanigans. I could see it going again because – Yes, they're going to keep talking about it. MJF's lost two singles matches ever. Well, technically three. Technically three. He's lost three singles matches, but AEW's been around for over two years. Punk, this is his first loss in AEW. Yes, he's lost elsewhere, so this is a big deal. But also, for somebody that didn't watch the match live or ten minutes behind, this should be... I get AEW's theory because this should make people want to say, yo, I gotta watch it because... They're going to give away a big match like this. And they should be giving this big big match away because they want to get people to watch the weekly product. And meanwhile, at the same time, I, I think, again, it's paying homage to the old Turner Network where a lot of those main events on Nitro in the 
late nineties were world title matches, were US championship to pay homage to the TNT championship, were matches that you were like, whoa, whoa, how are we getting like in hindsight when you look at it, you're like, man, this was on TV, this wasn't a free pay-per-view. And I know that from, you know, a couple couple years ago, rewatching the first three years of Nitro. So I really think that's something Tony Khan and, and again, when you look at it, when you think about the the world, uh, the main event matches we get on free TV from Tony Khan versus what we're getting from uh, Nick Khan and Vince, <laughs> it's, it's night and day. Yeah, I don't have a problem with them building towards TV, but I thought that like those two specifically, that's something that you want on your, on your pay per view because, like I said, like. CM Punk's been back for a few months, and I, I don't think he, like, nothing he's really done has been that great. Like, he had great interactions with people, but as far as the people he's faced, you're not, like, you're not going to say, oh, Eddie Kingston's one of the first guys I actually want to see him face, etc. Yeah. So, MJF is probably the top guy other than Kenny. Like, the only one, Cole really. At this point yeah. that you really want to see him go, go toe-to-toe with, but I'm not, I, I, I'm all for building towards TV. I'm just shocked that they gave this and away. Then- and this is clearly MJF's biggest win. Oh yeah, for sure. Because him beating Dante Martin or him beating I like I like Dante Martin's fresh in your mind, but like who did he beat uh Jungle Boy? And then I'm trying to remember who who he beat for that ring every year. They have, he had the win every year or he, he just I think this Cody. is his third year win third year winning it. Oh, I'm not I don't sure. think the first year had anything to do with Cody. I could be wrong. Speaking of Cody, What's this I hear about Brandy getting destroyed by the crowd? Oh. <laughs> I, I tried I to find it, but I couldn't find it. And I was Hold so on. curious. Hold on one second. If you listen into the, the right side of your speaker, you hear prep snoring. <laughs> uh, I actually wanted him warned for this segment, but I actually crossed it out. Uh, you have Dan Lambert and uh, what is this? Oh, my gosh. The, men top, of the year. Men, top guys. And what, what, what's Scorpio Sky and all uh, – all ego Ethan Page's team tag Men name. of the Year? Or, I think Men, Men of, of the, the year. year. Okay. Men of the Year come out with Dan Lambert. And I, I thought something cool was going to come out of it, and I enjoyed it. You know, again, I don't hate Brandy, so I don't get why they get like this, but Brandy's getting crapped on. She's trying to deliver a promo, and she's doing her absolute best. <laughs> she's out there struggling, and then beautiful Paige Van Zant comes down. Throws her on her shoulder, ducks that her right into the corner. Women's locker room unfolds. It, it's, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I guess it makes the most sense. I almost wish it wasn't a locker room. I wish it was just some of Brandy's homies. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be kind of exciting. Um, Paige's eye candy, and ever since the America's Top Team have been involved in AEW, uh, her social media gets flooded with people asking, when is she going to be in AEW? When is she going to have a match? And Paige Van Zandt is not to be fucked with. So this is this is something cool. So basically, Brandy just came out trying to be innocent, and they just shit on her, or or was it just that bad, or just like go away heat? Go go. She okay. got she's got the definition of go away heat. Okay. I mean, she was just out there, and then you know Lambert comes, and he's coming right at her, and then. Brandy tried spinning and saying, "Yo, let's try to get to know each other." She had a nice good one and came at um. Ego Page and said, "We only signed you because we were trying to get Josh Alexander." <laughs> so I mean, she had a zinger or so, but she, you know, she even tried to cut the crowd off. Said, "All right, cool. Obviously, you're not going to give me my time, so let me get right to it." 
Yeah, it, I, I, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna look for it because, like I said, like I saw on Instagram last night the fact that that Brandy was getting roasted yeah, between you gotta, Instagram you and Twitter. See the whole thing top, top to bottom. It is good though. Okay. So, last thing, we're gonna leave. Uh, you know, since you brought up Cody, we're gonna leave one wrestling couple and head over to another. We briefly went over this uh, a few weeks ago, but. Us being wrestling figure guys, I can't help but give this man his flowers. Matt Cardona. <laughs> this guy is really busy. <laughs> I can't believe he ever had the nerve to call himself not a belt guy. This guy's worse than me. Oh, yeah. He's winning titles left and right, challenging for titles left and right. He just cracked Jordan Grace in the head and won their internet media championship. Hopefully... Soon to be a 10 pounds of gold world champion. We're going to take the NWA world title. I don't know if that'll actually happen. He didn't win the world title on Impact. But I think maybe it could happen in NWA because I think Billy Corgan's smart enough to say, hey, he, he's, going to want, he's going to want that buzz. He's going to want that publicity. Um, any thoughts on everything Matt's doing? And everything, you know, we just seen with the Hammerstein Ballroom show. and Yeah, so... <laughs> prep text last week in the group chat that this was bad and and you know how all three of us are about like like we love we love the facebook group but but like people can oh. do wrong <laughs> and 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 those in that group those two can't do any wrong but i gotta say that was like him versus joey janela was probably the best worst thing i've ever seen in my life it was so good <laughs> It was full of shenanigans. It was ridiculous. Eight run-ins. I, I, it was so bad, but I loved it so much. Like, it's almost like, what else would you want from him? Is that bad? And that, you know? Because Prep told me, like, he's doing nothing. <laughs> like, this is a week, a week before. He's saying, like, nothing's happening, but they're eating this up. And I'm watching this, and I'm loving every second of it. Uh, and then, of course, and then, like, GCW being as makeshift as it is, they're actually playing like the whole aggression version of X of the DX on. They're not even cutting it out. They play <laughs> from the beginning <laughs> to, to, to the part. So Cardona and Mars like, what the hell is going on here? And then, but you can still hear the music. It's like you hear the DJ. The I went over to Beer Run drop. earlier, and I was playing. I was bumping it because I'm I'm one of the few that like that version that much. Well, I I love that version so much. Don't say one of the few. I think that is adored. Yeah, really? You think so? It's Xbox's favorite version of the song. Yeah, that's, they did say that, and I loved that version. Um, I, I know. I, th- I think one time I said it was on this show. I think I think it was equal to the original version. That was just me because I love it that much. But yeah, you had like the Virgil side in, and then you had the the minus six Sean Waltman side side in. What do you mean minus six? Why do we got why do we got to keep hitting on Waltman? He's not that a year. Twenty twenty two. I love year. I love him, but good, good lord, that was rough. But yeah, no. Like, well, you didn't think the X Factor was good? Oh, that that was fine, but that like the entire that Joey Janela thing was was hysterical. I can't nobody crapping on him this year. It was perfect. He, like even like the whole build to this like on uh, unboxing video was amazing. Like and the, I, the whole the whole um, doctor pictures with Chelsea, like and then I I already was a fan of Chelsea, but. That woman, she owns everything. 
and everything she basically does turns she to gold. Miss. She she does not miss at all. And I'm really I, I'm really into everything they do, but just for the shenanigans of it. I'll tell you what I uh, yeah with Waltman's year he's got ahead of him. I'm I'm really mad at myself because I had. I guess now with that fan central elite, there, he has four elites, but I had his first three all mock and I sold them. And, um, yeah, I, I, I need, I need to meet him at a good signing. <laughs> he has a legend. Underrated coming. pod. Underrated pod. Yeah. He, he has a legends, a new legends coming out. I, I, I mentioned to you, I mean, I know I'm going to, I'm going to see the outlaws before road dogs is probably in hand, but yeah, I, I think that whole, uh, Target Legends series, all five of them. It needs to be mock. I need all of them. Mm-hmm. And um, also, it was okay. So I also watched the Broken Skull sessions with Becky in Austin. Throwback. That's not new. No, it's new. It's new. Okay. It, yeah, I watched I'll that. Watch it, it, it was actually really good because you don't hear from Becky a lot, especially ever since she became the man and okay. Big Time Beck. So you don't really hear much about her. Well, you don't usually hear much about her, but it was a really good episode. Uh, towards the, they basically go through the whole timeline thing of her lead up from the man from being where she was to being the man to now. So um, you have to kind of wait a while to get into the current stuff, especially with Charlotte. She did confirm that her and Charlotte aren't friends in the moment. He said maybe when they're out the business they can, but there's too much heat going on right now. And um, talked about talked about motherhood and stuff like that. Um, real good, real good to hear from Becky. So I did watch that and. This is not wrestling related, but it's wrestler re- related. Uh, I'm not. Sh- I know you're not a comic book guy, but John Cena as Peacemaker, his show is fantastic. It's a show. Yeah, it, it, it's on HBO Max. It is the the first five minutes is amazing, and then the intro is amazing because John Cena is dancing in the intro. It is <laughs> it is hilarious, but the first five minutes. Is worth your time because the first five minutes with the interaction with the doctor is hysterical, and the first episode like he's he's pounding the shit out of this out of this chick in the in the bathroom. You can you can actually see how Nikki Bella got it. He has veins coming out of his Damn. shoulder. He oh my god, Cena as Peacemaker is fantastic. I can't I recommend it I, enough. I definitely give it a look. Yeah, I'm only two episodes in, but it is so good, and I cannot wait to watch it tomorrow morning before I go to work. It is so hey. good. To go from series to uh, something we normally d- dabble with a little bit, yeah, quick question, figure-wise. I actually spent the last half of the day searching. I, I put minimal effort in my search. Did the Jericho Luminaries Lionheart figure get canceled? I have no clue because that didn't even get pre-ordered yet. Listed okay, pre-order. so that wasn't on for pre-order. Okay, no. okay. So I started wondering if part of Unmatch 8, if his figure was it was that i wasn't sure or not or like i was like oh did they switch and pivot and make it the pain maker so i'm just making sure i wasn't oh no he's no the luminary is with the uh the punk set oh perfect 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 okay cool cool, cool. that clears it up because i couldn't i was i didn't get to scroll far down enough to see if that was in a pre-order or not but that now that makes sense so, uh, speaking of that, I mean, wh- while we're on the topic, any figures that you're hunting for c- currently in the wild? Oh, no. I'm, I'm all caught up. Um, I'm sure you've seen some Amazon links for the RVD today that came out. Uh, Target. I did not. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I'll have to start. Was it on there for retail? Yeah, it was. And you, you, didn't, you just skipped your boy, right? 
I always think you see them because we follow the same people, but I forget. I, I forget. I have to oop you sometimes. Yeah, and so, um, I'm not sure if you, that Delaware no tax. Yeah, I'm not sure if you also saw that Legends. The next Legends story is going up for pre-order. I did. I pre-ordered the whole set just for it to get canceled. I can't wait. I've never had that problem with Target. No, uh, I have and haven't. So we'll we'll see how it goes. This is the first time I've wanted the whole set. I actually don't necessarily like. I want Edge of the Least, which I know isn't your case on it. Yeah, because I, I got. Because they only let you get two. So I, I, I bought two edges. And hopefully one's a chase. Because I would actually like to have both. Okay. But um, I was well, hoping one day. And I mentioned this when we first reviewed that line. I'll definitely try to hunt the chase down for you. You know what's messed up? I didn't realize the gray. This is completely irrelevant. I didn't realize the gray Jake was the chase. And I was at one of the few people in the world. I was at a Target. I saw two Jakes, and I was looking for the blue because I thought that was the I chase. thought that was the chase. So that's news. So you're, you're giving me news. Yeah, so everyone's going nuts because I guess the gray is – I don't know if it's a WCW or they're claiming it as like a 1990. I forget what event they're, they're calling it from, but also that that is the that's the gear Jake wears in Boy Meets World against Vader. Oh, man. Oh, but, uh, my, my, yeah. my favorite episodes. Yeah. <laughs> So I was I was hyped for it uh, because I didn't get it I didn't get either of the Jakes from the previous time. I actually don't have a Jake. I had I had a basic I had his yellow basic from a battle pack with Dean Ambrose. Um, so I've been wanting to get the green chase and I just never feel like paying above retail and never saw the green one in the wild. Um, so then I was like, you know what, the green and the blue one are good. I still think it's amazing that this guy has in like fourteen months four elites. Still, still crazy to me. While he's working for AEW, good for him. Yeah, I don't have a Jake either, but I think the best one was from that Harley set. The um, the King yeah, of the Ring ninety six one. Different head, didn't it? Did that yeah. have a smiley head? Yeah, that, yeah. that was good. I think that's a new. I think that's not only a new, but it's a one of one head. Yeah, that's the best. To me, that's the best Jake because it was it had the most detail on it. But I don't own any Jakes though. Yeah, so there's that one, and then there was a Hall of Fame one. That I guess we all. I think we all really passed on. I think it came out the same time as that Roddy from the Hall of Fame set where Roddy had the T-shirt. Uh huh. But uh, like, as far as like the Legend line, like my targets flooded with them. So and then per the major pod, like they're shipped as they're not shipped in like they're not shipped in assortments. Like the guys yes. are shipped as they're themselves. shipped by single, which is why you're seeing them by like in fours. Yeah, because it's a, like mine are like flooded with all all four guys. So to the listeners at home, shout out to my. Dusty Balo, he hooked me up with the Legends Hurricane for my birthday. Yeah, anytime. And uh, so, like, hunting down the edge, if I don't get one, should be pretty simple. But that's the one I really do want. And the DX Army, that's basically going to be a, a flip in a couple years for me. I don't think I'm going to hold on to him. I'm sick. I don't think, like, I think I saw Nash one time in the wild, but it was destroyed. So I haven't seen Billy in the wild. And I, I never saw I Billy. Or, I, I opened it on air. So, I mean, I know in Icons next month, I'll see them there plentiful. Hopefully, they're not gouging too bad. But if they have that and Road Dog, I'd like to get both those and get them signed simultaneously at the same time. Yeah, I haven't seen Billy at all. I got it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the whole art, unless X, like, I'm curious to see, we still see, see, see Xbox. So, I'm hoping for the red and black gear. Because I would like. I was just open looking that. at that basic last night. I was restarting yeah, my yeah, like like that. I would like keep one for myself because I love I love that gear, and that's like that's my like even though like he wore the the green the green gear in '99, 
Like, but the whole, the whole 98 gear, that's my Xbox. I like that. I like that. I like that. My Xbox. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all I got for the evening. Is there anything you want to add in before we shut her down? Uh, I think that was it because you did bring up Matt Cardona and everything they're doing over there. And I, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I, like, it's all, like, I just love shenanigans and it's perfect. And like the, the fact that everybody's in on it, it, it's so good. I'm, I can't, I can't say nothing about the match was shit, but but everything that goes on around it was great. It really is. And he he's selling himself like gangbusters. You got you got to tip his hat to him. But shout out to Cardona and them. And for us here at the Mad Madness Wrestling Podcast, uh, we're wrapping it up here, and we will see you next week. Talking all of this madness, they talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope, but the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my ball. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.